The Angry Chicken is a production of AMove TV. Bookmark AMove.tv for more gaming and esports shows. The Angry Chicken is directly supported by listeners like you via patreon.com slash TAC. about Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft. This is the Angry Chicken. Greetings and welcome back, everyone. This is the Angry Chicken. I'm Garrett Weinzerl, hiding behind the possessed villager because I don't feel good today. Joined, as always, by Willie Dills and Jocelyn. Welcome back, everyone. You did make it, though. I so did. Happy. I did. We've been going back and forth in our uh, in our production slack today with me going, I might make it. I might not make it. I might make it. I might not make it. Hopefully that wasn't too annoying for you guys. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad because I was uh, I got home like not even that long ago uh, from my grandfather's estate sale setup thing. And I was like, oh, and then I'm going to have to set up the stream. Oh, no. <laughs> like, okay, good. I could just sit down and talk hard stuff. Got yeah, it. I might just be like the producer in the booth. I might not talk as much today, go. but I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad I'm here. Um, and I'm glad y'all are here. Thank you. <laughs> this would have been a hell of a day if one of you was like, and I'm sick too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I actually did. I worked the last three days in a row and I had that feeling, uh, not today, but yesterday when I woke up, that little in the back of my throat, and, oh, one, and I've that. dodged it. I've dodged it twice now in the last like month. I don't know how. You I'm... better knock on wood, dude. Yeah, it is the so. the physical embodiment of playing against bomb warrior. I just get that feeling. <laughs> I get that feeling in the back of my throat, like I'm about to die, and I can't do anything about it. <laughs> but yeah, I just keep getting away with it. And yeah, and then you draw five cards, and none of them are bombs, and you win the game. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. But but last game that didn't happen. I don't know. You know. You don't, you don't know. What, you don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah, Garrett so. had Garrett luck instead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. No, I figured. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to check in on y'all and and how's how's the meta treating you? Because last week we had a, a pretty meaty conversation about things we were seeing on day one and. And, uh, you know, what was working, what wasn't, what aligned with kind of our expectations. Obviously, that could just kept coming up, Mech Hunter. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it does appear that Mech Hunter, uh, specifically the bomb variant, less so the Death Rattle variant, is here to stay. Overload Shaman, very popular. I've seen quite a bit of it. Mech Paladin doing well, but not maybe as well as I expected it to be doing a week later. And then uh, Warrior is still very, very popular. Yeah, I think everybody really expected the Mech Paladin to just start running over people. And it's popular, but not like overwhelming, which is good. I'm liking the Shaman, actually. <laughs> I Yeah, I am too. I, uh, I actually had a Shaman quest, which um, I haven't, haven't let quests influence my play too much. But I was just like, ah, whatever. I've got two Shaman quests. Let's do it. And uh, give it a shot. And yeah, I'm with you. It's a fun deck, although you, you you both might remember that I was really into like Overload Shaman in the beta. It was like it was one of the first decks I really, really grabbed onto. So I, you know, I got a little nostalgia for the old uh, 
the old uh, overload shaman. Anytime you get an unbound elemental, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested because that's, that's an old school card that I have not played with in a while. Yeah, I also really like that the this Shaman deck makes use of some of the Rosticon cards. Like it's got Lickum and the Spirit of the Frog, and that just makes me really happy because I feel like that set really didn't see a lot of play at all at the end of last year. There was just so many other more powerful things that now that we've had, you know, rotations and buffs and nerfs and all kinds of craziness happening. Now we're seeing more Rosticon cards, and that makes me happy because I liked the idea of Loa and Spirits and stuff, and it just never really saw a lot of play. So. The more the more yeah. Rosticon we see, the happier I am. We're still not seeing a lot of the Loa, but no, spirits but are, spirits are yeah. around now. The, the shark, the spirit of the shark, and uh, spirit of the frog are yeah. both out there. Um, that's basically it, though. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, that's yeah. two more than we had before. <laughs> so uh, last night when I was looking through stuff, um, I was I was browsing the tempo store because I was like, okay, well, what is everybody saying about the meta? And they were saying, by the way, that Pogo Rogue is tier two. And I was like, oh, my God, am I wrong about Pogos? Because I did play like I was like, OK, I'm going to try the Pogo thing after like immediately after we had the show last week. And at first I was doing uh, like a slower, like Pogo centric strategy. Then I switched to the like the aggro deck that just runs Pogos as well. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you can fit Pogos into this strategy. And they're like, okay. Uh, but unfortunately, that was like short-lived. And then I looked today at HS Replay's tier list, and Pogo Rogue is sitting at a 40% win rate. And I was like, okay, never mind. I, I, like, <laughs> second, I was like, oh, my God, I completely missed the mark on Pogos. They are actually good. And then I was like, oh, no, no. I mean, I got to say, I, I really like cross-referencing a, a stat-based site like HS Replay with uh, something that's hand-curated uh, like Tempo Storm. Tempo Storm, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm putting you on blast. You have not been updating at a frequent speed, okay? It really, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, I think, is when. though, is pretty decent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but whatever. It, I only I only say that because I like their tier list. I think they're what usually they're typically well thought out and they give good explanations. But they haven't been updating on the regular. But anyway, you're right. They they recently up, up updated it. Poga Rogue is up higher than I think we would expect it to be. But uh, the thing is with HS Replay is it's it's all the games. So you get people. We're we're talking about everyone, whether they know how to play the deck or not. So you need to take that into account when you're looking at these win rates, especially. I, I think if it's a disguised toast video, if it's a disguised toast video, mm. everyone's going to start playing it <laughs> and they're just in it for the memes, uh, not necessarily for playing it correctly and farming mm. those wins. So, yeah, yeah. He's going to have a 100% win rate with it, by the way. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so he's dragging everyone else up. That's yeah. that's how that works. Pogo Rogue really has like a 10% win rate, except for toast. <laughs> you're, making, yeah. you're, toast. you're making it sound like I'm dumping on toast and that is not what's going on here. Yeah. I'm so dumping HS Replay on. has it down with Heal Druid, Nomi Priest, and Silent Priest. So. <laughs> uh, Which you get, I feel like even Nomi Priest is one of those decks that if you know how to play it well, it's possible to have a good win rate with it. Sure. There were a couple people, uh, I guess, post nerf buff or I guess pre nerf buff stuff uh, who were, you know, hitting legend with it. so like, it's possible to have a, a very good win rate with that deck, but you need to know what you're doing. So I think that's kind of the grain of salt with a lot of this stuff, because I think there's, I still think there is something to Pogo Rogue, but I think Dills, you're, you're probably right that it's more of a, what deck can I slot it into as opposed yeah. to, 
I'm going to build a deck around making, you know, 29 29s. It's like, well, no, that's not really what you need to do. You need to, you know, use them as part of a grander strategy. Well, well the, the problem though, is that to put in the package, you're taking out cards that would just be better, right? Yeah. Like if you're going to make an aggressive rogue deck, and then you throw in pogos, and then if you throw in pogos, well, I need a togwaggle scheme, and I also need uh, a lab recruiter, and I also, you know, it's like I also need these cards. But actually, it'd be better if I just had the shark, sea giant, water rogue deck mm-hmm. with all the other aggro tempo cards, right? Because you already know you're going to have like backstab and eviscerate, and uh, you know the the good rogue cards and miscreant and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then what you do is you just basically like take that deck, water down the good neutrals that you were putting it in, put in pogos instead. And so it's like, you, you'll still win the game. And sometimes the pogo thing will happen and you'll remember when the pogo thing happened. I, I think I do think another, another thing about that deck is when it happens to you, you remember, like we talked about last week, when it happens to you, you remember it. So you go like, Oh my God, these pogo decks are crazy. Did you see what that guy did with the pogos? It was a gigantic pogo. And then that's all you remember. Yeah. Um, but that guy I like lost. Feel like, um, like, as you said, like you have to, you have to put in, you know, like lab recruiters, hog waggle schemes, all that other stuff. But if you're just running a deck that has some bounce stuff anyways, that has like shadow step that has um, waggle pick, then mm-hmm. Perhaps maybe just, you know, if that happens to hit a pogo hopper, cool. Then I get three and maybe, you know, like the, the cheap one or the one mana three, three, the one mana five, five, like that, you know, you can combo and stuff like maybe that just pogos fit in a deck that's doing a little bouncy stuff. Anyways, it's just one more option for stuff. That's not terrible to bounce. And I mean, I really want to kind of defend the pogo rogue here because listen, we spent like the last two weeks talking about like the good decks. Like we were very much talking uh, like under the umbrella of you want to climb. So now when we say good and bad, it's under that umbrella, but let's, Mm. Let's step out from the umbrella just a little bit. <laughs> Maybe we're under an awning now. And the, the Rogue has found a way, uh, if I can, you know, Jurassic Park uh, this discussion. <laughs> and, and we really we haven't had time really to, to talk about it and give it its due. But Rogue has, has found a, a couple different archetypes that can uh, climb the ladder and can be consistent. Uh, we, we've ha- you've mentioned the Water Rogue deals. I mean, like then these, these Hook Tusk Rogues are are laying down pretty solid win rights in spite of the nerfs that, yeah, the nerfs, that they yeah. got. Yeah. Um, now they're, uh, and, and so with that in mind, I, I think there's, we, we haven't had a discussion recently about the desire to play a deck that you like playing. And I think the Pogo Rogue is, it's right there. It's on the edge because it uses Tempo Rogue tools to, to have a, a, a decent core. It's kind of like you, what you were talking about those last week with your, excuse me, uh, with your, your boom Zooka deck, how mm-hmm. you were, you were winning games just by playing hunter cards. And that's something that this yeah. Pogo rogue deck can do. It can win just through typical rogue memes or memes means, although it is for the memes. <laughs> Not if you're the memes. Pogo rogue. Yeah, no, it's, right. it's still, you're still winning through like evil miscreants. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, exactly. Kind of but yeah. there's the potential that you win through the world's biggest Pogo rogue beating your face in so hard that you're going yeah. to feel it next season. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, if you play against, say, a pure control warrior, then the pogos will help, right? But, yes. uh, but like, you know, Justin, like, you also want to be careful, like, saying, oh, but if I happen to shadow step my pogo, it's just good. Because also, 
if I shadow step the pogo, it means I didn't shadow step some other thing that I might have that might have been better, like a miscreant, right? It's like if my tog waggle pick or what, waggle pick, waggle pick, <laughs> if my waggle pick bounces my pogo and not uh, and not my miscreant or not, you know, like right now, I think one of the better rogue variants is um, is the the thief rogue. Uh, and a lot of people are actually bringing that to grandmasters and doing pretty well with it uh, because there it's just like you, they, you do tempo and value things. Right. So it's like, the, yeah, it's like the pogo thing just gets, you get stuck in it, but I know why people are doing it because rogue got three nerfs. And then when the round of buffs happened, one of them was pogo. Right. So it's like, Oh, well, if everyone's messing with their new, uh, you know, their new buffed cards, rogues messing with their new buff card, but their new buff card is like a trap, you know? <laughs> yeah. People got to be okay, careful. Yeah. I, I like, I was actually though that day when I started messing with the aggro version, I was like, Oh, maybe I can't bring this to taco anymore because now it's an actual deck and not just a meme. Uh, <laughs> but no, now I think I actually can. I'm Especially if I bring the really bad version. I'm gonna right? laugh so freaking hard, man, when you win Taco with the poker rogue. And you're <laughs> yeah. there like, well, you bring shoot. that up because there we got a lot of signups last week, but there's still plenty of space for people. Uh, Taco is gonna be this weekend, so uh, yeah, get there, get out there and sign up. The the sign up is on our Patreon.com/slash/tac page. Uh, yeah, and, and I also it, we'll be tweeting it out throughout the week. And so. I'm going to keep reminding everybody because every now and then we still get a message that's just like, oh, is it for patrons only? No, no. We we, we let patrons sign up first, but it's a yes. public post over patreon.com slash TAC. It's, it's up there for everyone. Just scroll back a post or two. You'll see it. There's a link to Battlefy right there. You, can you just search for Taco on Battlefy? No, it doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go to patreon.com slash TAC. Scroll down. There's a sign up before the taco. It's a Saturday. Go win yourself some packs. Go beat Dills. Beat him with the stupid mm. Pogo Rogue. Take me down. And win yourself 15 packs. Okay. So I, I might end up doing, like, if, if I, I'm really just looking for, like, a bad archetype. So I might end up doing something <laughs> like, like the Nomi Priest, too, or something like that. So, so thank you for admitting that Pogo is not a bad archetype, Dills. I appreciate you saying that I'm right. <laughs> I, I, I actually was concerned that when I looked at that tempo storm, I was like, did I just completely miss the mark? And yeah, I, I, again, I, I think yeah. it's solid. And I think there's something to be said uh, where I was kind of going with my ramble before and didn't get there was, was that I think there's something to be said for like a gateway archetype, like whatever it is, whatever it is that will get you excited enough to keep logging games, to learn a deck, to learn a class. Uh, because a lot of the lessons that you're going to learn by winning games with Pogo Rogue are going to be applicable to the other archetypes within the class. So like whatever gets you to keep hitting the play button. If it's Pogo Rogue, cool. You can win games with it. It can yeah, work. Totally. Uh, and and I, I would I would take the win rates on HS3 play with a big grain of salt because there's a lot of people playing it right now that probably don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so that's true. That is very true. Uh, also, they're probably not playing an optimal list that I, I think I think when you look at the overall numbers on it. There's a lot of people running bad lists, right? Because they're trying to do like the tack Nas Whisker stuff and all that. And I think really what you want is you want more of a an aggressive rogue deck with with a pogo backup plan, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's that's why you should also, when it's updated, look at lists like Tempo Storm because they're going to take into account human error. And, and so their lists tend to be more focused around if this is played correctly, how mm. good is it? Yeah, they're they're just like pros talking about stuff and deciding. By the way, the list that they have listed as tier two does have the Tack Nas Whisker, which is just dumb. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I do. So I will say this though. The, I think the buffs have done a couple things. I I'm a little nervous about mech paladin because in the mech based strategies, they seem to be able to just run away with it quite often. Um, just because of the, the ability to, to string a whole bunch of early cards together and then still not run out of gas because crystallizer is so good. But, um, uh, or sorry, Christology. Christology. Yeah. Um, but like the, I, we talked, I think it was, I don't know, a month ago or whatever, when we were pre nerfs, pre buffs, all that stuff about how the meta felt bad because it felt like it was forcing you to play decks. And like what you bring up right now is like a really good point is that you can play a deck that you just like now because we've now got a very, like, it's just a lot of decks to choose from. Varied is the word I'm looking for, I guess. And it's just, (laughs) it's not as rock, paper, scissory as it was before. It's more, there's a lot more 55, 45 matchups out there than like, you know, 70, 30 and things like that. So it's, it's kind of back to that, Oh, it's a little hard to climb because there's so many decks that I'm running into. I'm not just running the same thing over and over again that I can counter, but I'm not, I don't feel like I'm forced into a corner where yeah. it's like, Oh, I have to play rogue because yeah, it, that's right. the only way I can win. It right? really depends on like what, you're, again, what your goal is. Like, are you just trying to climb? Are you just looking at favored matchups? And uh, Hunter is probably still the correct answer, especially in the lower ranks, you know, getting up to that five, getting up to that dad legend. Secret Hunter is still tearing it up, but it sees, it does see a drop off at those higher ranks. Like we've been talking about for weeks now. Um, and I think mech Hunter at this point, in my opinion, if I were to give like Garrett, I want to climb. What should I play? Mech Hunter is my answer. It has so many good matchups like across the field. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like you brought up that aggro overload shaman, I think is in a really, really strong place right now as well. So if you're just looking for, I just want to beat them up in the face and do cool things. Yeah. I like beating people up in the face. Sure. If you just want to play, I think the, the coolest the, deck right now, I think it's that. I think oh, that overload, like aggro shaman is the coolest freaking deck. Two hammers back. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, I'm, I'm so thankful for it because it's giving me this play, the, this example of what I can point to when, when, when people are like, all right, Gary, you're complaining about shield slam. You're complaining about execute. You're complaining about uh, brawl on, on warriors. Cause you've been seeing it for too long. Well, what's an example of something that's been around since classic that you're not you're not uh, mad about and i'm like doom hammer because we got a break from it we got a very long break from doom hammer yeah. and it's also i'm going to point to that as an example of see this is why re- reprints would work because it's been gone for so long I, it might as well have gone too wild as far as i'm concerned and now it's back and it feels really cool to see it again yeah i think that's that's really the mark of like a well balanced well-designed classic card is that it's good when it's supported. Whereas when you look at a card like Brawl and Shield Slam, you're like, these are just always good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, and it's like the, I'm, I'm fatigued with SI7 agent and backstab as well, you know? Uh, but you're right, like Doom Hammer, there's no fatigue there because we just haven't seen it. Unearthed element, unbound or unbound, unbound elemental. I haven't seen that card in forever. So when you see it again, it's almost like a new card. It's mm-hmm. almost like a new card got printed. Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. Now, how cool would it be if we started seeing some GVG cards back, some Max cards back every now and then? You know, every yeah. year. And by so the way, when you look at the Max stuff going on right now, there could be some GVG Max cards that could really feed into sure. what's going on right now. It though, could, could be cool. Though, oh, my God, how how oppressive would it be if we added some of those GVG Max back in the mix? Like so when you look at the uh, Shaman list, by the way, it's not that many classic and basic cards. Mm-mm. I think that's 
<laughs> that's why the deck is so cool, right? You're like, oh, it's using a lot of new stuff. And then a few of these classic basic cards. A garnish, one um, might say. <laughs> yeah. A garnish. yeah, exactly. Just yeah. sprinkled with a little classic and basic on the top. Yep. Uh, uh, whereas, yeah, the Rogan, the Warriors and stuff have always just felt like just jam-packed with old cards. It's like, ugh. But playing these cards for five years, <laughs> playing against them mostly. Yeah. I don't really play those decks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so that's that's some rad stuff. Uh, before we move into this week's news and talk about what's new in the world of Hearthstone, uh, we want to thank those of you supporting us over at Patreon.com/tac. Uh, Patreon is an opt-in way to sub to the show. Uh, whether you're uh, giving a dollar a show, whatever you're one of our producers giving much more per episode, every little bit helps, and we cannot thank you enough for the support. Uh, right now, uh, you're helping me buy lozenges for my throat so that I can continue <laughs> doing the show. So thank you. Um, if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash TAC to some of our newer patrons. Big thanks to Alexander S., Michael D., and Jory P. Uh, go check it out. The Patreon also gets you access to the Angry Chicken Discord server. Just attach your Discord to your Patreon account and early signups for things like Taco, which are this weekend. Best of luck, everybody playing this weekend, by the way. May you win some packs. Now let's get into this week's Hearthstone news. News, everyone. <laughs> oh, no. uh, so Dollar and Heist is it's out. All of it. It's done. The final wing is here. I, honestly, this is more just an excuse for us to have a little bit of a postmortem. What do we? Uh, what do we think? We've been pretty, pretty positive here on the Anger Chicken for the first time in a long time about uh, Hearthstone single player uh, now that we've most of us have finished it uh, how do we feel honestly I really can't get over how much replayability there is to this mode it's so much fun I'm still playing it it's pretty much the the major thing I'm playing in Hearthstone right now I barely touched ladder because I'm having so much fun in heist and it's like now that we have all the classes available you can even go back and play like the earlier wings with the new classes and it just I it's like there's so much content and I'm having so much fun that I don't even know exactly. Like I have trouble choosing. It's like watching Netflix. I have trouble choosing which wing I want to play with which class. Like I just, oh man, so much fun. So much fun playing it. Like even though there's no more packs available for me at this point, like I just, I am having so much fun that I just am playing single player Hearthstone period. I haven't even touched the, um, oh, what's it called? Anomaly mode. I've just been playing like normal and hard trying out new things and oh man it's so much fun i finally turned on anomaly for the final wing because uh i i showed up <laughs> showed up the instance on friday and, and scott's power went out and uh terpster and i didn't realize that he wouldn't be back essentially for the rest of the day for about 20 minutes so we just sat there talking about hearthstone and he was like oh yeah the anomaly that makes your spells cost two less the starter paladin deck has sound the bells and i'm like <laughs> Oh my God, I have to try this. And so then I, this is the first time I finally turned on Anomaly and did exactly that. Uh, Sound the Bells is then zero mana and has Echo. So you can just cast it infinitely because there's no turn timer in the Dalaran Heist. Mm. So the only thing that's really stopping you from making the biggest minion you want to is Carpal Tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I uh, haven't played the fifth wing yet, but it's been. Like so far for me, basically what the Dalaran heist has been is like the perfect way to play Hearthstone on my phone. Because mm. I don't like playing competitive on my like even if I feel like I have a strong connection and I you know whatever I just I don't like accidentally fireballing my face or things like that. You know what I mean? 
and the the non-turn timer and the fact that it if i like somehow lose connection or get a phone call or something and i log back in i'm like exactly right back where i was it's just like oh my god thank you for doing yeah. this right yeah it's so stress-free you're absolutely right. i'm the same way i don't trust my capability to interface with a touchscreen well enough to, to play a, a ranked game of hearthstone on my phone uh and, yeah i know and, a lot of people just that's the only way they play but for me it's just like the, the hearthstone i actually even considered at one point like do i just remove it from my phone because i never ever play it on my phone um by the way i have a new phone now and it's got a way better screen for hearthstone it's the galaxy uh s10 and it's like i used to have the iphone I have the same one. oh is that what you got too yeah <laughs> so good for hearthstone got right? it like two weeks ago <laughs> yeah have you have you played hearthstone on it yet? i have yeah it's butter uh, but anyway, uh, but it's like, it's now it's like something I actually do all the freaking time on my phone is I just open up the Dalaran heist, you know? Um, and I'm like, even if I don't win or whatever, I'm just like, Hey, yeah, but I'm earning decks on all my classes. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Even when you lose, you're still doing stuff. And I know like wing five, I think is also, just so totally different because the addition of the extra four bosses at the end, like 12 bosses instead of uh, the twist is just four more bosses. Yeah. Things uh. get insane. Your deck is like a billion cards. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's just it's so much. It's so much fun. I just, so do I, you get one extra treasure or do you get more extra treasures than that? Uh, I think it's one extra treasure and okay. one extra Bob visit. Okay. I think yeah that, that makes sense that makes sense someone else tweeted out the the robo bartender today and i swear y'all are photoshopping this this is a yeah. conspiracy i've never it's, it's seen him. conspiracy never <laughs> seen him. it's ridiculous but yeah overall i uh, i absolutely loved this uh i so like my, my only thing is like i hope they don't just do this two more times this year like i hope they add mm -hmm. more features uh, I don't know exactly what I would like them to be, <laughs> but uh, I would, I hope they, they, they don't just, they're like, all right, this is great. Everyone loves it. Let's just do it two more times. Like, like do this. But oh yeah. Cause we will not love it. Two continue. More times. <laughs> yeah. Continue it innovating. Uh, Cause yeah. that was sort of the issue last year. I mean, they did make a couple changes last year, but for me, it wasn't enough. Well, the it, thing that I liked last year was puzzle mode. Right. So yeah, I would yeah. love, even if they, even if they alternated and did like, one set of single player that was very much like we, what we just got with heist and then one single player that was puzzle mode and then back to like heist again, I would be okay with that. But I agree. I, I don't want just heist every time. Yeah. I, I think uh, like what you, what you need to do is you just need to do variation. And mm -hmm. um, that's one of the reasons why things like, like the Lich King were so sweet for me personally, because it was like, it, it was a brand new experience Oh, beat this same boss with each class and every single time there's some new twist that hadn't happened before. Right. Mm -hmm. And at the time that was, that was really exciting to me and a super big challenge and something that I could try to, you know, beating things in games has always been something that, that drives me a little bit. And, uh, the heist definitely has that feel to it where I feel like if I get over the, the top with the heroic, I'm like, I beat something hard. And, uh, Give me that feeling, but don't make it the same thing over and over again. Because, yeah, Rosticon, I did not beat it. I had no intent. Like, I just, no part of me felt compelled to push that button ever. 
And uh, this this time I pushed the button a lot of freaking times. Yep. A lot of times. Yeah. Also, like, I feel super, super bad for the Hearthstone team right now because we're sitting here going, heist is amazing. Heist is so great. We love heist. Don't do it again. Makes something <laughs> totally different. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't want something totally different. I, I would I would be 100 percent down for another one of these just as long as we, we, we get a, a few more features that just make give it a little more replayability, make it a you know, just an added layer or two of depth. Uh, mm-hmm. I like this. I like this mode a lot, uh, but I'm, I'm going to need just, you know, a little more uh, deck tweakage would do a lo- go a lot for me. I, I like <laughs> what uh, bartender Bob, who's the only bartender, uh, brings <laughs> to this a lot. And if we could just play with that a little bit more, uh, please, please and thank you. And again, I, I think last week I talked about how I wanted to be able to st- choose a, a treasure to start the whole run with and like unlock treasure like a, a, a treasure collection uh that would be really cool too so hajikuma brings up a good point is that uh, we do know though that the full year is going to be tied together in one story so it is possible that the next thing is at least similar yeah but i, I think it'd be pretty easy for them that it, it's just as likely that they write oh next time oh sorry you're stuck in this puzzle dungeon you cannot escape until you solve sure. these puzzles yeah, like yeah. like they could find a way to write that you in, can right? take the existing story and find new ways to tell yeah. it i think yeah sure. now, well, now, i mean because what it really comes down to is that there is going to be some sort of battle between two opposing yeah, the good guys are gonna have to come right? back right so i mean you can do that with a puzzle too like yeah i don't see why you can't like it still comes down to two players one of them's ai and you're doing a versus hearthstone battle so you know whatever the rules of that are there's nothing saying it has to be heist style right by the way the uh the the story of this one anyway is the is that you are the evil faction yeah uh, the Legion of what is it? Legion of Evil? Is that what it is? The evil League of Evil. <laughs> the League of Evil. Thank the you. Evil League and, of Evil. Uh, you are taking over Dalaran one one section at a time. So I'm guessing with Kirator Citadel, that means that you've completed that mission and now you own Dalaran. Uh, so yeah, that that means the good guys are going to have to come and take it back, right? I guess we're going to have to play as the like paladins and stuff now. I would be very surprised if we went back to Dalaran. That that would be very samey. Uh, but uh, well, the I, so, the whole idea was that Doctor Boom was going to strap rockets to Dalaran and mm. fly it away, right? So maybe yeah. the next one is us doing a League of Explorers adventure type thing where we are searching the world for the lost city of Dalaran. <laughs> if this is the Rise of Shadows, the next expansion will be the Fall of Brightness. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, 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 what's her name? White Mane. From uh, Scarlet Monastery will be the main character and it will be called Arise My Champions. Mm, there you go. Okay. Figured it or, out. Or, as chat room saying, a Carmen San Diego expansion. Mm, exactly. I would yeah. be. Where in the world so is Dollar? Under gumshoes. Oh my God, I would be so into that. I'd be so freaking into that. I mean, and then we could go wherever the hell they felt like. We could go to different locations across Azeroth and you know that they would just jump at the chance to do an Indiana Jones map with a red dotted line in between these places. Also, yep. it's an excuse to bring back Sir Finley Murgleton, and that's all I need. I'm sold. We've already figured it out. If it's anything other than this, I quit Hearthstone. <laughs> I could go for some more Reno Jackson action. Action yeah. Jackson. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's good man. Good man, that Reno Jackson. We have no, uh, you know, no duplicate cards in your deck cards right now in standard. I would love to see a return to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are fun. Yeah. 
Uh, it doesn't have to be arena reprint, but arena with a different effect. If there are no duplicates in your deck, that would be super, super cool. Although right now they would have to just nerf bomb a warrior into the effing ground because it would just, that would be a non-starter because of the existence of Bob warrior right now. Oh, that's true. Yeah. As soon as you got bombs in there, there's like extra, extra, extra fine print on the new arena that says excludes bombs. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so with the, the dollar and heist wrapping up, we now can get our Zale Shadow Cloaks, and we now know all five decks that we could potentially start our game with. As uh, Zale Shadow Cloak is the legendary we get for completing dollar round that reads, "You start the game with one of Zale's evil decks." There's a Silence yep. Priest. There's a Tempo Rogue. There's a Control Shaman. Uh, what they're calling Plot Twist War- Plot Twist Warlock and Bomb Warrior. Yeah, the plot twist warlock is the Fell Lord Betrug deck, which is just absolute garbage. I was gonna say, yeah, the plot twist warlock is like the low roll on the cloak. Yeah, <laughs> like you come into the game and you see you got warlock, you're just like, ah, uh, concede. Let's try. Yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, these are all like bad versions of yeah. decent decks. Um, the Silence Priest is not you, a real deck, but they're great if you uh, don't have like, for instance, even the Rogues got what six legendaries in it. So sure. it's a good way to to attempt to play around with an archetype you might not be able to craft on your own same with the the shaman and the actually a lot of them have quite a lot of legendaries in them so if you can't craft these things if you don't have enough stuff then it's a good way to to mess around with some of these archetypes yeah if you're a free-to-play player um these are definitely going to be decks that you wouldn't be able to build so and like they they do look like they're the fun decks you know it's Mm -hmm. just they're worse versions of existing archetypes right so like the bomb warrior has Batterheads and Acolyte of the Rhinos in it and stuff like that. It's like you don't need these cards. You just need the good stuff. Uh, so that's well, okay. It has Doctor Boom, Mad Genius. That's all it needs. Sure, it's got it's got both Doctor Booms or both Booms, and yeah, that's probably all you really need. And then all the bomb stuff. So I think yeah. they should have just gone, just gotten a little crazy, and in Bomb Warrior, just been like, whatever. Here's old school Doctor Boom. We know it's wild. We don't care. Here it is. <laughs> By the way, this this bomb warrior is the way I think a lot of people assumed bomb warrior would be built, which is the rush tempo style package. Whereas now we've seen that the the top versions of it are essentially just control decks with bombs in them, right? So yeah. it's just like it, it's funny to me because I can tell these are these are decks that were built out by Blizzard people before they saw what the community was going to do with these cards, right? Like they're very down the line of that archetype um they're not really like taking into account what the what the community does which is like oh well how can i fit just this package in within a better overall deck they're like these are like 30 cards that are all doing the thing um and that's generally not how decks end up evolving so you know it'd be kind of cool is that the way that they would do these kind of cards is that they would start with these decks and then similar to what the deck builder does, they would take into account win rates of cards and stuff like that. And then adjust them like, you know, a month in. Um, oh, so absolutely. Play, yeah. Like optimal versions of the decks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see these updated with, uh, with, with just the, the, the correct versions of the deck, because this would be mm-hmm. so good for, for players that don't have a lot of cards. I mean, I'm even looking at bomb warrior being like, yeah, I don't have a bomb warrior. I'm missing a lot of those cards. <laughs> sure. By the way, the, uh, the, uh, tweet that's also listed on this did confirm though that they will update these because 
this card will be around in standard after some of the cards that are in these decks, uh, specifically like Zilliacs will rotate. Well, that's cool, but but, but but it's all. I I think what you're asking for is that they just update them yeah. when they have enough data to say this is the better version of this archetype, not just because cards rotated out. Yes, exactly, exactly. By the way, the deck builder continues to just be the dopest new feature they've given us in a really long time. Uh, if you're especially if you're a free to play player, it's like I, I could go onto my EU and uh, Asia accounts and just get quests done like that. It's so simple now. I don't have to pour over, you know, my incomplete collection and figure out a deck I can make. I can just push a button and go. That's rad. I'm it's amazing. Glad that it's still. And they can like apply that. that technology to Zale. Yeah. <laughs> they have the technology. <laughs> yeah. Now there's no excuse. We know. We know they have it. So on last week's show, we talked about the Masters Bundle. Uh, which you know gets you some packs, gets you that new shaman hero, and sends fifty percent of what you spent uh, towards the prize pool of the Masters Tour, and it has already capped out. And the at HS Esports Twitter account has informed us that it capped out. So all uh, of the Master Tours are going to offer five hundred thousand dollars in prizing, uh, and every invited competitor uh, will be awarded a minimum of five hundred dollars. Which is nice because that's like probably travel expenses for most of the people that are going because it doesn't really seem like there's a whole bunch of people who are traveling since there's one in every region. It seems like people are kind of uh, competing for and qualifying for the one in their region. So if you're looking at, you know, 500 bucks for traveling from NA to Vegas, it's probably going to take a big chunk out of your travel expenses. Yeah, regardless of how well you do yeah yeah at least you know you'll get something right yeah yeah i think a lot of people are going there though just because it's going to be a big hearthstone party in vegas and that mm-hmm. sounds really fun i yeah. was thinking I'm about a little it jealous but, of oh man going. yeah I, that's why I, I was considering it. i'm like i don't even know if i'm gonna like this uh grandmasters or not or this the, i'm not sure i'm gonna like uh specialist or not but i wanted to go because yeah exactly that it's vegas everyone who enjoys Hearthstone is going to be, it's going to be fun, but Oh boy, those flights, those flights are pricey. <laughs> well, at this point, yeah, it's this weekend, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I checked over a month ago. I, th- I even mentioned on the show. It was, it yeah. was absurd. Um, but yep. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, this doesn't answer our questions of why was there a cap in the first place? Cause man, that maxed out quick. Yeah, well, I mean, when when we did the math last week of the show, it was like, oh, this is not going to be that many people buying this bundle before we've maxed this out. Yeah. And yeah, look at that. It took friggin' a week. Uh, and the thing is, too, now, and this this was kind of my big concern with it when they announced the cap was even a thing, is that so it's still available to purchase, but there's mm-hmm. no more money going to esports. So the now 100% bundle, all of it goes to, yeah, which, I mean, it's still a very good value for your money, which is why I think a lot of people went to go buy it. But it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate because I, I would like to see just straight up community money and support going to Hearthstone Esports. Yeah, like, so you know, it'd be cool. Like, like, it's a master's tour. Like, I want to sure. see more money pumped into that system. Well, there's, uh, and we, we're, we're not covering it and today but there was an article that uh, i linked in our in our uh, slack channel that was about um apx void saying if you're not a grandmaster you basically can't be a pro hearthstone player anymore 
Yeah. So if you could put more money into these masters, uh, like, you know, the qualifiers and the masters tournaments, then maybe that opens up the ability to have people, because you know, what happens if we get to a point here where only grandmasters can be hearthstone players and everybody who's trying to qualify has to, you know, work full-time jobs and everything. And then when they get to grandmasters, they're not playing Hearthstone all the time like these other guys are. And they, there's just no way to like break into what the other people can do because mm-hmm. you just haven't had the ability to play, apply your, you know, apply your time to it. Right. So I don't know. It's, it would be nice. Yeah. If there was just more money spread around everywhere. Um, like what, what, what I would like to see this year, you know, and right. then say, well, within this, puts into the pool for next year like after that like um, sure yeah pool for next year fine what i would what i would really like to see to be honest is like just have a bundle available all of the time or you know even cards available all the time like however you want to do it but have something available to me that i can buy all the time and then just constantly be updating how much prizing is going to be at all these tournaments and spread it across the year or whatever like i want to see like okay right now every invited competitor gets five hundred dollars and then maybe next week okay well we've now hit you know seven hundred fifty dollars per person or you know a thousand dollars per person i want to really incentivize the master tour specifically i think that that's where again like you're going to get the most amount of competition that's a way to help fund people in their travel and i think it's going to be really really fun to watch because i as much as i think it wasn't the greatest system i liked the tour system from last year um I liked seeing those relative no names get their moment in the spotlight by winning, you know, a dream hack or winning a tour stop. Like those were exciting tournaments to me. So I think there were probably too many of them, but masters tour now is the closest that we have to that experience. So I want to see that incentivized. And that's also going to, like you mentioned the whole APX void interview thing, that's actually going to then incentivize people to try to play in the master's tour It's like, Oh, I actually get money out of this. Like this is a, a something I can strive for something that, you know, might have a really big top prize that could be my salary for the year. Like this, I want more incentives in By the way, right now. There's nothing but grandmasters. If you want to watch competitive Hearthstone, I have not seen any other tournament or yeah. like we had the weird crypt, disguised toast thing but that was also a hearthstone sponsored thing it was like i haven't seen anybody who's not hearthstone give a crap about running a tournament anymore there's not a lot there's not a lot on twitch there's and it's mostly around uh just prizing right like it's so hard to incentivize people to participate in something when there isn't a, a monetary gain involved i mean even the tour stops from last year weren't that big they were what 15k in prizes at each one because there were so many of them but like without even that incentive which we talked about um last year how it wasn't even a great incentive for people to you know have actual sponsors behind them because there was no guarantee of you know even paying for your travel by going to all these tour stops like Mm -hmm. i don't know i just um Totally lost my train of thought. Well, I have a feeling, by the way, that the reason why it got capped is not because the Hearthstone esports team wanted to cap it. I have a feeling it's it's just if we want to approve this bundle, well, they're like, okay, well, we'll let you do this bundle, but you can't give away more than this much money. Yeah, so, you know what I mean. Some higher up, 
who was crunching the numbers probably made this call. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like, what, maybe two, three times a year we have to remind everybody that it's like, this, the developers are not making the call on the price of things. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think... Because uh, you know the Hearthstone Esports team wants to give away all the money they can, yeah. right? Incentivize playing this game. But, yeah. I, I do think, by the way, that the Grandmasters Tour has been, overall so far, a success. Um. And I think what we want, yeah, I think what we want, is we just want to feed the feed the master stuff because that's what's going to feed this going forward so that it yeah. actually lasts forever, right? Yeah, if, any, if anything... It's important uh, to have a strong under, underneath part. I mean, well. you, you bring up that article <laughs> that's talking about the, the, the challenges facing Hearthstone players that are not in Grandmasters. I mean, if, yep. if, if anything is, is, the, is the most glaring bummer of the due system, it is that. And I would like to mitigate that as much as possible and if we can do that through crowdfunding through a good sale a good buy of cards in the game i don't see why why not but but who knows who knows what decisions were being made behind the scenes but yeah still available for purchase but no more money going to esports so or you can look at it like if you're buying it now then you're just decreasing the percentage of the other people who bought it before the cap was hit. I guess, like, yeah, you could look at it. You could look at it however you want. But <laughs> I'm going to look at it now, so. as I'm selfish and it's a good deal for cards, so I don't care I'm buying it anyway. Yeah, which I yeah. mean, it is. And yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, That's we bought this horse to death. It's fine. Let's go. <laughs> and take a break and thank our sponsor for today. Let's 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 get ourselves paid. <laughs> uh, Harry's is back sponsoring this episode of the Anger Chicken. You can check out their wonderful razors to shave your face with their great smelling shave gel and much more over at harrys.com slash TAC. Uh, we have uh, talked many times before about how we uh, could start a Harry's convert club. We have shirts. Not really, but I promise I'll, I'll figure them out at some point. <laughs> Don't be surprised if at BlizzCon I show up in my Harry's Convert shirt and I'm passing out little little cards with our promo code on it. <laughs> so uh, we're big fans. Uh, they, they make some really great razors. Uh, as I mentioned in the past, I was a, a pretty much a lifelong uh, electric razor user. And uh, years ago now when Harry's hit up and was like, hey, we want to sponsor your chicken. We're like, okay. And they sent us out some some samples. And I was just like, oh, this is nice. This is very nice. This is very smooth uh, and it's affordable. So you can keep keep new blades showing up at your doorstep. So you can keep it sharp. Keep your, Give yourself a nice smooth shave. I'm not joking when I say that shave, shave gel smells really good. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to just finish shaving, give it a quick rinse and just walk out. I know I'm going to smell great. It's fine. And I'm going to look great because it's a nice smooth shave. So you should go check them out over at harrys.com slash TAC, and you will get a trial set. It comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. You're going to get a weighted ergonomic handle with an, uh, for an easy grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, their rich, lathering shave gel. Again, you're going to smell really good when you're done with this stuff, guys. I can't, I can't smack the lathering shave gel enough, except if I hit it too hard, then it would go over all over my, my mirror, and that's no good. Uh, and you're also going to get a travel blade cover so you can bring it with you. Stay nice, well, and groomed on the go. I'm going to be loading up on a, on a couple of these when I, when I head out to the Keys next month. Got to stay, <laughs> stay well manscaped when you're in a place that hot because there is <laughs> no shirts. <laughs> yeah, there are no shirts in, in Key West. It's too warm in July. Uh, so you can redeem this trial set by going over to harrys.com slash TAC right now. Again, head on over to harrys.com slash TAC, redeem your offer, and let them know tax sent you to help support the show. 
And uh, if you're wondering what we're going to be covering on next week's strategy segment, it has been requested by the patron discord for us to do a breakdown of freeze mage. Mm. So expect us to talk about freeze mage. I don't know why I keep saying it like that, but now I'm going <laughs> well, to say it like that. From yeah. Now it's on. a really, really, this, this is a freeze mage I can get behind. Because, yeah, this isn't, this isn't old school freeze mage. Yeah, this is not, oh, I freeze your face while I burn your face. Or I freeze your minions and I burn your face. This is like I freeze your minions and then I do really cool stuff with the rest of my mana. So, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm excited. It is sweet. But you know what else is sweet? When y'all write in with your crazy game stories. So let's take one right now. The whole world got crazy. You're in trouble now. You got it! You can send your crazy game stories in to tacpodcast at gmail.com. Who is going to regale us with the zaniest of stories today, Jocelyn? This one comes to us from Chad Bro Chill, who says, Hey, tech team, I received a 60 gold daily quest today and recently opened a loosened bark in a pack. So I figured I'd try and get three wins out of it. So I was really excited about the card when it was released. The beginning of the game was fairly standard, nothing too fancy, but then we get to turn seven. My opponent, a priest, popped off a few mind visions to start the game. Turns out he nabbed my lucent bark. He BMs me with a greetings emote and the madness begins. So I'm staring at a priest with a lucent bark on seven because of the coin. And so I decided to drop one of my faceless manipulators to start the madness of endless lucent barks. I am already thankful Chad sent this in. Right. <laughs> Needless to say, I'm not feeling optimistic about my odds, as a priest can heal at will using their hero power. I floop next turn to get another loose bark, but my opponent reveals what they were really up to, milkshake. They yes. drop the priest spirit, which shuffles one cost versions of your dead minions back into your deck, so I now have to chew through a mountain of loose barks, and every time I do, a new one is shuffled into my opponent's deck at the cost of one mana. I've got five Lucent Barks due to two Faceless Manipulators, a Floop, my original Lucent Bark, and an Undertaker. I'm the not- Undertaker? <laughs> I was like, thought you'd get me there, didn't you, Dad? Montague? <laughs> my opponent literally has a board full of Lucent Barks, and I'm panicking. I have a few heal spells left, a Zilliax, and oh, wait, what's this? Archivist Luciana. I have enough healing left in my deck to awaken my loosened barks three times. So decide on my plan, let my opponent completely burn them all down, then heal to make sure I get the maximum damage out of my minions. Both players get down to their last card. We hit fatigue. I pop off Luciana and land some decent cards, but nothing that can win anything outright for me. I'm going to need to get lucky. The next two turns, I take 22 damage to my face and get some chip damage in myself. My opponent's Lucent Barks have died in a staggered manner, and he hasn't optimized his awakening opportunities with his Lucent Barks. I think I've said Lucent Bark more in the last like two minutes than I've ever said in my life. <laughs> Uh, he's just going face. I drop a healing touch, bring all my dudes back up, and then smash him for 20 next turn, which with fatigue wins me the game. I hit him with a greetings emote right before he quits on me, and I win the wildest game of Hearthstone that I have played in years. He actually sent in a screenshot, and like literally both sides of the board were just full of either awake or asleep loosened barks. Mm. <laughs> it's almost as if his opponent as a priest didn't have a lot of experience uh, <laughs> with, with a <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, it's uh, oh my god! I pulled a oh just oh my god! Hold on, I I have to for the audience. I have to find a way to get this image into our our video version. Yeah, look at that! All the Jeez. loosened barks. That's insanity. Yeah, that's yeah. so many. That game looks like it would annoy me. <laughs> well, I'm, I would just be I would just be like, get me out of this game. I don't <laughs> <anyone>. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, uh, I'm glad it it didn't annoy Chad Bro enough to not write in and tell us about this and and share his his his, his lucent victory yeah. with us. So thank you for sharing that, Chad. Again, you can send your crazy game stories in to tacpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, before we bring it home with a few emails from the that same inbox, we have another sponsor to thank today, and that's Third Love. What's what's going on with Third Love this week, Jocelyn? So you guys probably remember the last time we did these this sponsor, but Third Love is a really awesome online-only bra manufacturer. And the really great thing about this brand and that's better than all the other brands is that they have so many sizes. So there's actually, I think they're up to 78 sizes now, which includes all their signature half cup sizes. And the thing that makes this really, really interesting because, you know, no one likes bra shopping. Bras suck, guys. Spoiler alert, they're terrible. But third loves aren't. They actually don't scale their sizes up and down. They're tested and fitted for all their sizes that go from double A to I. Sizes I didn't even know existed. (laughs) Um, And they also have features specifically on those larger sizes, like wider straps that they don't charge you extra for, which is also a thing in bra shopping, guys. Sometimes bigger sizes just cost more. Not at third love. So uh, they actually have a expert set of stylists that will help you find your fit. If somehow when you take their fit finder quiz, you're unable to find a fit that works for you, then you actually have a hundred percent fit guarantee. So you can send back anything that didn't work for you. And then you can actually talk to somebody who will go over why things didn't fit. You can do that by text. You can get into a chat with them. You can call them. There's so many different ways to talk to the stylist. So they give you like literally unprecedented customer service when it comes to bras. And these ones are actually really, really lightweight. And the foam cups, they have memory foam, which I didn't think was a big deal at the beginning. But now that I've been wearing it for a while, I'm actually like, even after I wash it, I'm like, wow, that just fits again. (laughs) Like, what is this? (laughs) So I've, I've really, really enjoyed my experience with Third Love. And they, like I said, the customer service is amazeballs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, listeners of the Angry Chicken, Third Love has an offer for you, as I'm sure you could have surmised by now. You know how podcast sponsorships work, uh, but they know that there's the perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering Angry Chicken listeners 15% off their first order. You just go to thirdlove.com slash TAC right now uh, to find your per- perfect fitting bra and you get 15% off your first purchase. Again, it's thirdlove.com slash TAC for 15% off today. We thank them for their support, and we thank you for going to thirdlove.com slash TAC. We also thank you for sending in emails, because otherwise, I couldn't hit this bumper and have things to say afterwards. Hello. Hello, it's me. Hello. Um, just quickly, do you get my message? Yep. Oh. Hello, brother. Send those emails to the same place you send your crazy game stories, tackpodcast.gmail.com. If you're a patron... 
and you have your Discord hooked up to the patreon.com slash TAC, you're already in the Angry Chicken Patron Discord. Think of it like a like a fast pass for the inbox. You just get to skip the inbox entirely. You can just drop questions in there. We go in, we check, we see if there's things we haven't talked about before, and we add them to the show. <sighs> out of breath. Matt H. <laughs> says, hey, y'all, about your discussion of the mana buff to Christology. One thing I think you could consider is that it can be used to cheat out a mortal prelate and get one or both into the mix a little earlier. I don't know if a middle uh, immortal prelate is niche. I just want to say niche. But I see it in fully half of the very few paladins I play against these days. I should mention Matt H's uh, email was sent in before the buffs actually went live. Uh, I play Warrior, and there's just no way to tech in enough silence or removal to keep that thing down for long. With cheaper Christology, you can start rotating it through your deck on turn two and maybe have both out on turn three. Ugly. Uh, well, Matt, um, as we now know, because hindsight is twenty twenty, uh, turns out mechs just kind of work better for Paladin right now. This is, this is what you're describing is, I would say, uh, an exacerbated uh, example of why Pogo Hopper is a difficult deck to consistently win with. Um, and I would say if, if, if we're all having issues with, po- with winning with Pogo Hopper, we're going to have even more issues winning with Immortal Prelate. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, it's a very strange sentence to read there that Immortal Prelate's in half the Paladins they're seeing because I'm like, I've not seen Immortal Prelate. Oh, oh, right. Now Matt did really put very that. few in parentheses. He's, he's, sure, Matt, sure. Matt's not trying to, to lead us lead us astray here. He's, yeah, not. but like, I, you know, it's just a very different experience than I have, I have had. Uh, I actually looked up Immortal Prelate on um, HS Replay just to kind of see where it was at. And uh, there's one version of the deck that apparently has a 49% win rate with 620 games played. But the most popular version with 6,000 games played uh, is at a 38% win rate. So it is not a good deck. Um, <laughs> Maybe not the problem deck that yeah. <laughs> Matt was worried about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I will say this, though. Christology will, as long as it's around, will always make things like this possible, right? Things like Prelate, things like... And actually, it's uh, the... Shirvala OTK Paladin has definitely had a rise in popularity as well um, because, you know, it pulls like uh, Acolyte of Pain and things like that and helps it draw through the deck faster and stuff. So it's, uh, you know, yeah, there's more than just the mech stuff that gets buffed when Christology gets buffed for sure. Uh, I just think, yeah, Prelate, we probably don't have to concern ourselves with too much. So I'm sure I'm sure if you run into half half the paladins out there with prelate, it will calm down eventually, and you'll then start going. I don't have enough silence for all these mechs. <laughs> this is a new problem will arise, but yeah, I'm I'm not concerned with the prelate. It is definitely a niche deck. Yeah. So uh, who's our second email today from Dills? Uh, Jason writes in and says, "You guys were talking about Arena and Bob a couple of weeks ago." Okay. Since they are trying to push this new content the heist, why not have some sort of arena mode that that involved the decks that you have for the heist? Single elimination UQ, and you have the starter deck. You win, you pick your treasure and three cards and queue up against somebody with the same size deck. Then you have a fun experience like your three Yogs versus somebody, a situation where they also have silliness. Be a great way to get even more fun value out of the extra content they're trying to sell. Thoughts? So basically what Jason is suggesting is we have the deck building of the Dalaran heist and then take it into 
a 1v1 game, not yes. PVE, but PVP. Yes. I mean, hell yeah, sounds super fun. You could, yeah, there's all sorts of ways you could implement this, but yeah, like just kind of building up your deck and then facing off against other people building up their decks. That sounds awesome. I don't I think I don't this think sounds so is. fun because I mean, the big yeah. thing is like there's so many variations of decks and so many different treasures that going up against somebody else, like just the amount of insanity in those yeah. matches would be off the charts. And I think because they would be so crazy insane, you would never necessarily have the expectation of winning because things could just go so crazy. So then it's just straight up fun. And then if you lose, you just go back and start over again, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> they could definitely make this a tavern brawl at least, right? They, yes. You know, I, I understand. Okay, maybe they don't want to make this the game mode, but you know what? Screw that. Make it a game mode. Make yeah. all these things game modes. Blizzard. Come on. Well, I mean, we <laughs> just spent so much time off the top of the show talking about in layer, sorry, in the new section about how great the heist is and how much fun we've had in building all of these different decks. And especially with the addition of Bob and the ability to manipulate your deck once you've started to build it, which I think is, is really key to what makes the heist better than a lot of the dungeon run stuff that we saw in the past. And to add that into like the added complexity of playing against another person who has had all of the same sort of choices that you have had over the course of the game. And I mean, even looking at the heist with the different starter hero powers you can unlock and the different starter decks, like there's so many different possible combinations of who and what you're going to face. I don't think I would get sick of this mode. No, that sounds, yeah, I think I would push that button a lot. Yes, I would definitely push that button. And that's almost why, like, as much as I agree that Tavern Brawl is probably a great place to put this, because that is just a 1v1 button that's already built into the game, I wouldn't only want to play this for, like, five days once I in know, a blue yeah. moon. Like, I just, I want to be this. I want to have this. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I want quests for this. <laughs> because I don't, this would be something that would be excruciatingly impossible to balance to where I don't think it's something you could sell entry for like arena. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be balanced. It's it should just, be insane. Well, exactly, exactly. But, 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 yeah. I, but yeah, throw add this mode and then every now and then I get a quest. It's like, go play the Insanotron button mode, like whatever you want to call it. Like it would, it would be bonkers. I'd be so like heist battles or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be good. And then the next time you yeah, have, you like have, the Hearthstone team needs to just throw caution to the wind sometimes and just pull the trigger on stuff. Because you're right, like all the stuff is built out. How, how hard could it be to instead of queue into a boss, just queue into another person? Give give credit where credit is due. We've been saying that for a while, and finally, like we got buffs, we got <laughs> following sure. nerfs, following uh, a, a solid solo yeah. adventure. I um, fully expect in five years we'll be playing heist battles against each other. <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> you, you cheeky bastard! Yeah. I mean, like, I was watching Omni Stone, and Frodan brought up a similar thing. He's like, "We've just gotten used to this. This is the pace that Hearthstone travels at." <laughs> I was and watching. We all, we all just are like, we we want to, we you know, we want to take like the that little horse whippy thing and like hit him in the butt and be like, "Come on, go faster!" But um, you mean a riding crop? <laughs> sure. The horse whippy thing. The horse whippy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you watched know, the Kentucky Derby. You know, y'all, it, 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 it could be worse. I just, you know, I just sat through EA play 
before E3, and uh, this could be Apex Legends' uh, plans for how quickly they move forward. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you, God, why? I mean, I yeah, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to, I don't want to crap on Hearthstone too much. I just want to say that that the, we we've gotten used to the cadence, and they've done a, a lot of good things every year. But uh, you know, there's just things move at a, at a snail's pace. Yeah, they just do. Do you think it would be a realistic dream that we get buffs in between every expansion? I mean, it feels like it could be now. I would have said no if you'd asked me that. This time last year? (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Wouldn't it be such a good, like you're talking about Cadence, which as a Heroes of the Storm fan is a word that makes me shudder and start sweating. I thought of that too, and I was Uh, like, well, I guess Heroes players just can feel good about the fact that they don't have Hearthstone Cadence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but what I'm saying is, is, is it would be. Wouldn't that be such a great Cadence that it was expansions, uh, nerfs and buffs, expansion, nerfs and I mean, I think feel like nerfs should come as needed. Uh, but I think they showed with at least this first round of buffs that it was expansion specific. They found a way to do it for, for two cards for every class, even if Joss and I would be like, whoa, 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 warrior, just leave them the hell alone. <laughs> just don't even buy. Whatever the case, uh, throw that. Let's ignore our feelings on that for a second and, and just talk about like they, they, this is something that would, in my mind, easily repl- replicatable. I don't see any reason why, why you can't have. Uh, buffs in between every single expansion. Nerfs shouldn't be. Nerfs should come when and if needed. But yeah. but buffs that that it's a, it was it's a cool event. This is a great event. Uh, now, do they need to release a legendary every time? I think it'd be really sweet if they did, but they don't. I don't think they have to. No, they can do each time can be its own thing. You know, you can do whatever makes sense at the time. But I will I will say this. I think one one of the big reasons why I foresee this being. Uh, more more logical and more likely is specialist format because it's very important. With Conquest, uh, Conquest and last year's standing, you can kind of hide, uh, you know, balance problems, right? Yeah. Because you don't have to, you, you know, we've got bands and stuff, so you don't have to have each deck actually be within a reasonable uh, range of, of win rate. But when you are pushing specialist as your main format, you better damn have a balanced meta because otherwise no one's going to tune into your product. Right. So, and you could see if you watch grandmaster this last week, how much these changes have made a difference. So, well, yeah, because that was my big problem with Grandmasters from the get-go and why I fell off of it so hard is I was like pretty stoked to see something new and and discover a new format because, again, like Hearthstone is my first card game, so Specialist is completely new to me. I've never, you know, played Pokemon or played Magic or any of these kind of things that might make use of this format. So this was totally new to me. And then I tuned in and it was like Warrior v. Warrior, Warrior v. Warrior, Warrior v. Warrior, and I threw up in my mouth and I never watched again. Like... <laughs> So it's the kind of thing that if you if you don't balance and you don't change things up, it's going to be so much more noticeable than like, oh, warrior is super powerful. Well, I'll just ban it because I don't want to play against it. And then I have three other classes that that get some of the limelight. That was the other thing is that we saw a lot of class variants, even even if everyone brought the same four classes like that's still three classes that we see in a matchup. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you see one class all the time if things aren't balanced properly in specialist. I mean, I really think that's unfair. We saw rogue mirror matchups too, Jocelyn. (laughs) 
By the way, I, I, I will say that. Just really wanted to use that soundboard. I did. I did. I did. The last week. I Yeah. If, if you got sick of it because of week one and didn't revisit, go watch last week because first of all, the matches happened really fast. I um, couldn't believe that. I would, I did go back and watch some matches and just the fact that an entire match is a 35 minute clip, including the commentary at the beginning and end. I'm like, wow. Yeah, no, they were, they were just firing through those matches on, on Sunday too, which is they're calling it like super Sunday now. Cause that's when they try to get a bunch of matches in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they were happening really quickly. The casters weren't getting fatigued and stuff. And you could tell that there was just a lot of interesting because I actually find, okay, so before you go, okay, so it's, um, you know, warrior, warrior versus warrior or something, right? And maybe you would see that matchup in Conquest and it would just see those two decks go against each other. But now with the tertiary and secondary and all that kind of stuff happening and people are actually utilizing them, now you're starting to see, okay, well, the first game happens and then the second game is now a little bit of a chess match and who, who does what, who changes what trying to figure out the player has to figure out, did they change the deck? Because they're not going to see those five new cards immediately. Right. Right. Uh, And they don't know if they change the deck. And then when you get like, say mage paladin, all of a sudden that matchup has new wrinkles in it. Whereas before, if you got saw mage paladin, it was like, okay, mage paladin. I've seen now 15. I know what happens. Yeah. It's the same every time. Yeah. There's like wrinkles now. So it's once they've gotten the balance to a point where there's, a reason not to just bring warrior. There's a reason to just go, okay, I should bring something new each week. Uh, it's really opened things up and it's, and actually you see the players who are doing well are the players who are unpredictable and able to kind of predict what deck could be good next week and not just, you know, Firebat is struggling by bringing warrior every week. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's, he's stubborn and he's just like, no warrior's the best deck. And it's like, well, you keep losing dude. <laughs> uh, guess what? You're losing against players who are playing new stuff every week. So, th- if, if if they want to keep it like this, then yeah, Hearthstone's going to have to put in balance changes more frequently than they have in the past, and that would include buffs. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was something that kind of leading into specialist. I was it was very much in the back of my head was that a man with this this format where if they move at the pace that they historically have moved, it it's going to get old really quick. Um, especially if there are dominant decks and uh, yeah, so they've, they've done a pretty damn good job here at the beginning. Uh, I mean, we were very concerned at the beginning. I mean, when, when things weren't being streamed yet and we were just hearing word from the first specialist tournaments that it was just Hunter and rogue everywhere. We're like, Oh great. Well, it's going to go live. It's going to be Hunter and rogue everywhere. And we were wrong. It was Hunter rogue and warrior everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't change very much. But, yeah, but now you're seeing quickly. Mage, Paladin, uh, you know, all sorts of Shaman. The, the, People are bringing all sorts of stuff now. Yeah, I, I still, I don't know, I'm still not sold because I, I enjoyed the finals so much uh, earlier mm-hmm. this year um, that that by comparison, I'm still looking at this pretty skeptically. And uh, maybe it was just when I was perusing through VODs, I just still saw too many Warriors and I, I didn't give it a fair shake this past weekend. But um it's still what I want it to be like the hopeful future for it. I, I think could be very bright. Like it should be the specialist should be a more re- accurate representation of what our ladder experiences at home. If ladder is healthy, specialist should be healthy and vice versa. Yeah. And I, I I've been enjoy- I've come around quite a bit on it. So I, uh, yeah, I actually, I was just going to respond to Kagadar in the chat who's saying firebats, been getting bad luck in matchups. It's like, is it bad luck or is it the, 
fact that his opponents know exactly what deck he's going to bring and are yeah, countering and preparing, it. Preparing, right? Because yeah. yeah. you can go, like you can go and look and see the schedule, like who's playing. Yeah. Who. you know who you're going to play the next yeah. week. You don't see their deck list until I think it's like the day before they see their opponent's deck list. Right, but all of the matchups and everybody yeah. that you know that you're playing, like that's all already up on the PlayHearthstone.com website. So you know who your opponents are going to be in what week. So if you do your preparation properly and then you end up, oh, I'm up against Firebat. He's brought, you know, Warrior every single time. time. Then I'm going to bring whatever counters Warrior. (laughs) And then I'm going to beat Firebat. (laughs) Yep. And that's why being unpredictable has worked out really well for people like um, like, like Frozen and yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Monsanto. Like these guys have have been unpredictable. Uh, And people don't know what to bring against them. Right. So yeah, that's, I think a good strategy. And that's, I think what's going to make things interesting overall is the fact that, yeah, your deck changes week to week. And now we're getting deep enough into it too, that we're seeing, you know, people actually have good records and bad records and storylines are coming out. And that kind of stuff is really interesting. Like who's going to make the playoffs, you know, and, uh, that's what I wanted out of this. It's finally starting to, to happen. I think those first few weeks were just so frustrating because there were no storylines yet. Everybody was zero and zero and everyone played warrior against warrior. And it was just like, okay, this is going to suck. And mm-hmm. it just, it started poorly, but luckily, uh, they made changes quickly and it's actually rounding out pretty well. So I, I am coming around. I'm still skeptical until we see a full season. And I want to see what it feels like when we're in like the grandmasters finals. Does it feel as epic? Because I don't know if it will when there's only a best of three, but Mm -hmm. it might. And if it does, then I will fully invest in it. But for now, yeah, you're right. I'm still, I'm still in the cautiously optimistic stage, right? (laughs) But each week has been better than the last. So yeah. Well, and it's also all the pros are learning the format too, right? Like they're learning how to, how to play play. like, yeah, we're all learning (laughs) together. (laughs) certainly improved that's for sure i'm not gonna argue with that at all so anyways uh thanks for the emails everybody keep them coming tac podcast at gmail.com patrons supporting us over patreon.com slash tac drop us questions directly in the patron discord or on patreon i do check those messages uh patreon makes it abundantly clear when i have new ones so <laughs> uh yeah go ahead plenty of ways to get in touch with us and uh if you're supporting us not get lost in the inbox so uh that's gonna wrap it up for the show uh speaking of the patreon if you like the show if you like what the three of us are putting out into the world and you would like to support us patreon.com slash tac is the best way to support us we really appreciate everyone that's backing us on patreon huge thanks to our producers by the way thank you declan h sean c and cheesy bob for uh signing up to be producers of the angry chicken we cannot thank you enough uh if you want to catch back episodes of the angry chicken they can all be found over at amove.tv or youtube.com slash amove tv we have a video on the official hearthstone youtube this week it, you'll, if you go over there right now, you can see a tightly edited uh, clip of our strategy segment from last week with visual aids. And you can even see uh, Dills uh, beating some faces in with Boomzooka. There's some yeah, great you actually clips in did that. find that clip. It was funny because you first showed one with it would still be eight mana. And then the very next clip was the one with seven mana. I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, I just I wanted multiple versions, and when you were first talking about it, you were still talking. You were talking about your old pre. Yeah, I was talking about the old version, yeah. uh, version. I was like, screw it, I'll throw it in there. They'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I did. I do still have a win. Well, win rate above fifty percent with that deck. It's just it's uh, like I said, the the boobzuka plan is not necessarily how you win every game. But how many games played? 
But yeah. I've had, oh my God, when you boom Zuka, Revenge of the Wild, then you um, Zuljin. Oh God, it just goes nuts. <laughs> and then your opponent goes. <laughs> okay, we're going to take that away from you here. <laughs> <laughs> That's an accurate representation of what it feels like to lose to a boom Zuka deck. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have enhanced your experience of this story from Dills. Uh, anyways, you should catch us live Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash amovetv. Come be a part of our lovely chat room as they uh, talk, uh, share decks, debate, and sometimes uh, help us find things as news is breaking last minute uh, and help out. We appreciate our chat room very, very much. But before we leave, Dills, you do all sorts of other awesome stuff around the Internet. Where can everybody find you? Uh, check me out on Twitter at Willie Dills and twitch.tv slash Willie Dills where I stream me playing Hearthstone and MTG Arena. And by the way, we have now started to officially go once a week with uh, MTG Arena deck techs. There's a new one up you can find on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Willie Dills. Rad. Jocelyn, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. Uh, if you guys had any interest in Days Gone, Ryan and I did a deep dive of Days Gone full spoiler mode on Gamers In last week, so you can go and check that out. Uh, also, I'm getting super duper into ESO right now, so uh, I think I might actually start to stream some of that. So, yeah, again, check out twitch.tv slash Joss Plays. The itch to play ESO is real. I don't, I don't Dude, know. it's so fun. Because I have so was- many extra hours, but... Damn it, I just super complicated, but so fun. Yet another E3 with no new uh, numbered Elder Scrolls. It's uh, it's been too long. I'm not going to buy the 17th millionth uh, re-release of Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for new Elder Scrolls, so I, I think it's just time. Yeah, and the store. I mean, like I, there is some group content, but especially with the scaling world and stuff, you can just go and quest and play whatever you want. And there's actually way more people playing than I thought there was going to be. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Looks good, man. Also, want to be a necromancer, really freaking bad. <sighs> I haven't tried that yet. I'm I'm playing a dragon knight, and it's so fun. Nice. Uh, well, folks, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Garrett Art. Uh, I have a graphic design website, uh, in case you were unaware. It's nomoonart.com. Again, nomoonart.com, because no one can spell Weinzerl. Uh, so you can go there, you can see my work, and you can contact me if you need graphic design work done. I do freelance on the side, so go check that out. All of the podcasts, including this one, are TV. I would recommend going and checking out my solo podcast, R2T2, which you can find anywhere podcasts can be found. It's literally R, numerical two, dash, letter R, <laughs> T, sorry, letter T, numerical two, <laughs> because the most recent episode, uh, everyone's been asking, Garrett, how do you feel about uh, uh, Blizzard canceling literally your dream game of a first-person shooter, StarCraft? And uh, I've got opinions, y'all, and you can find it on R2T2. But Garrett, Overwatch 2. <laughs> I threw up in my mouth a little. I did too. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you like Overwatch, I'm happy that you're excited. If you were excited about the leaked uh, news that an Overwatch 2 is being worked on, uh, I'm happy that you're happy. But uh, not not my jam. <laughs> not I actually jam. just went back and played some Overwatch the other day because I hadn't played it in a really long time. I did my like competitive whatever. Bat, you're like 10 Play, matches. Placement games. Yeah. yeah, and I actually had a great time, but... Then when I was done with the 10 games, I was like, okay, 
I'm done. <laughs> that's that's my experience. Like, I don't think it's like uh, again. It's fun to like. Oh, I don't like it. So let me let me take a dump on it. But like, really, it's, it's whatever. It's just not my jam. Like, there's a lot of people that yeah. dig it. I'm glad Super that they fun dig game it. To play. It well, and I'm not. I'm not so much dumping on Overwatch Two as I am like, do we really need Overwatch Two when we haven't had a new StarCraft game in forever? Sure. Like, yeah. I just don't want to see them drop StarCraft like a hot potato because I love that universe and I love those games. So I want to mm-hmm. see more, even if it was like first person instead of you know RTS. Still, I just I, I'm Starcraft man. <laughs> I, I miss it too. For me, it comes down to I never thought. I've honestly kind of already resigned to the fact that I didn't think we were ever going to get another Starcraft game. Um, so, so when that when that story broke, I was like, oh god, no! Now I have to live through knowing it was a possibility and also having it ripped away from me in a single article. In one so, single, yeah, one yeah. fell swoop. <laughs> yes, thanks, thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, but that's all over at R2T2. I also give a little mini uh, history lesson on StarCraft Ghost. So if, if you are significantly younger than me and are like, StarCraft what now? Go listen to that episode. I'll, I'll learn you real good. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of The Angry Chicken. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks again for supporting us if you do over at patreon.com slash TAC. Until next week, when hopefully I will not be resigned to uh, placement art of the Possessed Villager. Job's done. Job's done. Job's done. Yep. Dills just agreed with the entire episode. (laughs) Basically.